The presidential motorcade had just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas and was circling through the fringes of the business district when three shots suddenly rang out. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. So if you were to ever become president and then you decided you were just going to end a 20-year war with terrorist organizations by just yanking out our military and leaving behind our civilians to be executed, and you did that royally, and the blunder was so covered in the news media that you decided, hey, the following week, let's just get out there and unconstitutionally demand the entire nation to get an experimental medication shot up in their arm, or they'll lose their job. That's what Lunch Bucket Joe Mengele did. Right, President Joe Mengele. For those who don't realize, uh, Joe Mengele was the, uh, the German officer known as the Angel of Death. He was the physician during World War I, and he is remembered for his actions at the Auschwitz concentration camps where he performed deadly experience on, uh, experiments on prisoners. But no matter there, we are going to have the vaccines across the board by government fiat. This guy is unbelievable. So he decided he was going to give an address to the nation, and he was going to tell us about his patience. We've been patient. But our patience is wearing thin, and your refusal has cost all of us. That's it. I'm going to turn this country around if you don't get that jab. (laughs) Patience is wearing thin for President Corn Pop Lunch Bucket Joe Mengele. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, and that's right. That's what Emerald uh, Robinson from Newsmax made the assertion of. um, Your constitutional rights end where Joe Mangala, President Mangala's lack of patience or the waning of patience begins. So they're, you know, they're tired. You, they've given you the opportunity and you decided, no, they can't wait anymore. And never mind the fact that he gets out there and he blasts good treatments like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine as conspiracy theory uh, nonsense. You know, they spent all this time demonizing these treatments that have been shown to work so that they could force you into a corner to where the only thing you get is the vaccine that has little to no vetting that was FDA approved, which it really wasn't FDA approved. And on top of that, we don't know the long-term effects of shooting something into our veins that spike proteins, uh, the mRNA uh, protein to a point where what is this going to do down the road? You know, children are getting myocarditis and different other cardiac issues. Some women are having issues with their menstrual cycle. Uh, some that have not had a cycle because of their age. They're much older. Their cycles are basically done. Those things were kickstarted. But never mind. The entire country is going to have it. Or are you just going to you're going to lose your employment? You know, all federal employees are going to need it. All government contractors are going to need it. Except for the post office. They're exempt for some reason. They're frauds. I mean, they're, they're hypocrites. And just as they're hypocrites in speaking about forced ma- uh, mandates on, on vaccinations, they're also hypocrites with their actions. 
Listen to this from Newsweek. Members of Congress and their staff are exempt from Biden's vaccine mandate. President Joe Biden's new vaccine mandates for federal employees don't apply to members of Congress or those who work for Congress or the federal court system. Yeah. So vaccinations for thee, not for me. Again, this is no different from when they exempted themselves from Obamacare after they forced it upon you. This is no different than, you know, going to dinner at the French Laundry, maskless, while they tell everybody you have to close your restaurant and you can't even go in and dine because you have to wear a mask on. This is where they go, hey, I'm going to take a trip down to see my family for the holidays. I might even go down for the summertime and take a little siesta down in Nags Head in the beach house. Right, Governor Northam? We're going to take a little trip down to Mexico for my daughter's wedding reception. But you plebes can't take a trip anywhere. You need to shelter in place, wear a mask, stay in your house. And do not do anything like Thanksgiving dinner. Don't go uh, celebrate Labor Day. They're all frauds. And this is consent of the governed. They're our employees. We are the governing. We're the ones providing consent. The government does not exist without the consent of its citizens. This isn't, you know, you guys do this and we'll just exempt ourselves from all of our BS. But that's what they're doing. They, they vilified ivermectin. They vilified Regeneron. They vilified all of these hydroxychloroquine, all of these treatments that are allowed in other nations. All these treatments that have been used that have shown uh, treatments that are proven to work, treatments that have been already FDA approved and they're cheap to make. They're outlawing all of those. They're calling it horse dewormer. They vilified it in the press. It's it's really unbelievable because while they're doing that, what they're not telling you is that the illegal immigrants that are being flown in from Afghanistan, all getting ivermectin, all getting the horse dewormer, guys. (laughs) They're all getting horse fed. Yet we're supposed to go, uh, well... We have to, we can't take that stuff because it's just, you know, it's conspiracy theory, like Lunch Bucket Joe said. And uh, yeah, we're, we're going to have to take the experimental medications that cause myocarditis and, and uh, re-spur uh, menstrual cycles, and we're just going to have to deal with it. And we don't know the long-term effects of these crazy new vaccinations, and they're not vaccinations, they're therapies. We're just going to have to deal with it. From Fox News, Biden's uh, vaccination mandate doesn't include illegal immigrants. Imagine that. (laughs) Biden stopped short of mandating the vaccine for illegal immigrants attempting to cross America's border, even though 30 percent of the immigrants held at the federal detention facilities are refusing to be vaccinated and they have the option to refuse. Meanwhile, more than 18 percent of migrant families who recently crossed the border tested positive for covid before being released by Border Patrol. So it's not just the Afghanistan refugees that we're bringing in. It's the people crossing the freaking border and they're being provided with ivermectin. Wonder why that is. I love this from the w, uh, WHO. <laughs> this is actually a, a pretty amazing article from the Daily Mail. COVID vaccinations won't end the pandemic and officials must now gradually adapt strategy to cope with the inevitable spread of the virus. This is from the World Health Organization. An official warns this. The WHO's Europe director says that jabs will not end the pandemic, 
due to new variants. We've talked about the leaky vaccines that are causing variants that are amplifying new mutations of the previously dying out mutation of the original strain of the virus. But we're not going to talk about that in the media. We wouldn't want to cover those things. It's really criminal what they're doing to the citizens of this country. I mean, just causing you to be experimental lab rats and then mandating it and then putting your job, your livelihood at risk, just like they did when they shut down the economy. They destroyed people's businesses. They shut your business down. They try to stick you on some unemployment. Uh, they got it, it's just, it's ridiculously absurd what they did while Amazon is shipping food out DoorDash and, and you know, Netflix is chilling. You're watching uh, Tiger King for the majority of the beginning of the month of March. It's absurd. And they have no shame in what they're doing whatsoever. What's amazing about all of this is the mandate by the government to do vaccinations. First off, Jen Psaki, the press secretary for Joe Biden, doesn't even believe this. Listen to Hirsch just a few months ago. He's hit a brick wall with trying to convince people to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Is that a sign that perhaps the federal government should step in and issue mandates? And if not, are you putting the needs of unvaccinated people ahead of the needs of vaccinated people? Well, I think the question here, one, that's not the role of the federal government. Um, That is the role that institutions, private sector entities, uh, and others may take. That certainly is appropriate. Also, local communities uh, are going to take steps they need to take uh, in order to protect people in their community. Oh, we can take it back a little further. Let's listen to Joe Biden also talking about how he wouldn't do a federal mandate on vaccinations back in December of 2020. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory, but I would do everything in my power. Just like I don't think masks have to be made mandatory nationwide. I'll do everything in my power as the president of the United States to encourage people to do the right thing, and when they do it, demonstrate that it matters. Again, a bunch of hypocritical frauds. That's all they are. But they're going to make sure that you take it. In fact, the TSA will double fines on travelers that refuse to wear the mask. If you break the rules, be prepared to pay. American Rescue Plan, which we passed thoroughly in my administration, we've had record job creation for a new administration. Economic growth unmatched in 40 years. We cannot let unvaccinated do this progress. Undo it. He's going to do or uh, undo this progress. So basically, not only is he going to find you if you're traveling, he doesn't want you to mess up his economic recovery, which is basically a go back to work (laughs) allowance. Yeah, it's easy to go ahead and have this boom in the economy when you told everybody, stop working. All of a sudden, productivity stops, and all of a sudden you go, okay, you can work again. Boom, look at all the jobs I created. Oh, my God, you allowed people to go back to work. Eureka, you freaking genius. So they're going to hit you every which way they can, any which way they can, which makes you wonder, what is China getting out of this? Is China involved in the manufacturing of these? They're opening up a manufacturing plant in Europe, in England, China. Now, of course, China is already taking advantage of our defeat or self-defeat, our suicide, uh, 
over in Afghanistan. They've got people on the ground. Taliban's already making deals with them. Of course, we've talked about how the rare earth minerals are in the best interest of China. And if China can extend their Belt and Road uh, initiative, which is basically communist funding of, of other nations, it's basically a way to economically imperialize their, their reach. Well, they're, they're going to do that with Afghanistan. And the one last bit of hope that we have as Americans because of federalism is our governors. See, what we've been looking at is we've looked at the fact that when the pandemic began and the lockdown started, you know, we had South by Southwest cancel, NBA cancel, Harvard send their kids home. Suddenly governors went, "Uh oh, what's going on? And the blue states decided to shut down the hardest. Well, that basically took the power away from President Trump and gave it to the states as federalism should. The problem is they were all on the same page and that impacted the the nation on a whole. Well, then we had federalism start to work in the opposite direction. And that was Ron DeSantis looking at the data once he rejected the BS lies and the narratives coming from the department's uh, on the federal end, like the CDC and the NIH, uh, you know, any of those organizations that were feeding him complete crap, he decided to look at the numbers directly with his team and then saw that, hey, it's not as bad as we think and there's things we can do for it. He opened up and Texas followed suit and all of a sudden, all of a sudden we started moving back into reopening the country. That's why Australia right now is under complete tyrannical lockdown. They even have what did they call quarantine camps? It's basically internment camps for those who uh, may be uh, diagnosed with coronavirus. Over a course of, what, five cases, they're going to lock the nation down? Had they had federalism to reject it on a state level and on a province level, then they wouldn't be feeling the, the lockdown, the tyranny, as they are. But Joe Biden is threatening the governor's about how he's not going to use his presidency to help. If they'll not help, if these governors won't help us beat the pandemic, I'll use my power as president to get them out of the way. If they'll not help, if these governors won't help us beat the pandemic, I'll use my power as president to get them out of the way. And again, what pisses me off the most about the corn pop of death, lunch bucket Joe Mengla, Joe Robinette Biden, is that, This blundering idiot killed many of our soldiers in Afghanistan and now a week later is forcing vaccinations on people after they stole the election. Again, you can call me crazy, but there was a lot of crazy things that happened that night. You know, Uh, voting machines, re-switching, switching votes to uh, to other candidates, most notably Joe Biden, pristine ballots, no down ballot voting done, all just presidential votes. And that's it. Uh, poll workers sent home. They were told, ah, go home. It's, it's election Eve. You don't need to count. Send them on home. And then when they go to, to actually count, they put cardboard boxes over the windows. So nobody could see in as they kicked out anyone that was on the right, that could, that could be a, you know, set of eyes to audit the counting. All that stuff happened. (laughs) And we're supposed to act like, eh, no big deal. But We're now in a situation where they're looking, because of the backlash that they know is coming from Reuters, U.S. Capitol fence to return ahead of protests supporting rioters. (laughs) They're coming back, buddy. They're baiting you. They want you pissed. 
So they can arrest you. They can throw you into solitary confinement for months on end. They want your governors to fight back so they can build the secession. They can foment civil war uh, narratives, and then they can pretend to be on the right side of them. That's where we're going with all this. And the left always uses the ghost war to basically get their way. This is how they operate. Think about all of the lies that you found out weren't happening, things that they threw at you, but, you know, they hoped that you just couldn't see it, you know? Did you know that the hospitals are overwhelmed? And you're like, no, they didn't look like they were overwhelmed in my hospital. Well, it's the other hospitals that you didn't see. Oh, did you know that you could be spreading the coronavirus if you're unvaccinated? Uh, And then you're like, no, but I've heard those that are vaccinated are actually contracting it and even spreading it even more severely because it's leaky. So it's causing the variants to get amplified within their bodies and then their viral caseloads are then thrust upon those who don't have any sort of protection. And suddenly there's a higher, more contagious virus. Uh, ver- more ver- uh, viral variant. Let's get that word right. Um, but no, uh, we haven't seen that because that's happening. Um, well, it's all of those other people that can't see it. Did you know that climate change and climate warming or cooling is because of humans? And we only have 10 years left to stop it? And you're like, no, I thought it was the sun. It was going through like a new solar cycle from what I heard. Well, it's the emissions that you can't see that are causing it all. Yeah. Oh, did you know that racism is is a huge problem in America right now? You know, white supremacy is on the rise. Uh, No, I haven't seen a KKK rally in a long time, but I know plenty of people that of different races that get along just fine. Oh, it's the systemic racism that's woven into the fabric of our foundation, you know, that, that you can't see. Oh, um, did you know that more people voted for President Biden than ever voted for president before? Um, no, but there were a lot of weird things that happened that evening that make me question the results. Well, they did. You just didn't see any of them. This is how they operate. And they're doing so off the backs of fear, off the backs of, of ignorance, because that's the only way they can win. I mean, it, it's, it's really crazy that people on the right are also falling into this canard. You've got Sean Hannity out there talking about, you got to get the vaccine. Neil Cavuto said, unvaccinated are causing 99.9% of the spread. Where, you know, I mean, and where does he get this idea? Oh, because that's what people told him. There's no research. You think Neil Cavuto's up all night looking up coronavirus uh, facts and stats? Nope. But the narrative is out there. Oh, well, you know, it's all these unvaccinated. It's the the pandemic of the unvaccinated. You know, it's too bad the vaccines don't do anything but amplify the new variants and give you a nice little security blanket. Unvaccinated. So much so that the CDC decided, well, yeah, these are not really vaccines. So we're going to have to, uh, well, you know, because vaccines mean that you're immune. Um, After you take it, you've got immunity. But we're going to change the definition. That's what they did. They changed the definition of vaccines. It's like, ah, two plus two isn't four. We're just going to change it to five since that's what we want. We want two plus two equaling five. And then you got more people on the right 
the guy who wrote liberal fascism. This is his thread on the uh, thoughts of what we, uh, the stern lecturing that we got from the presidential palace that will be behind newly constructed barricades and barbed wire. So a few thoughts catching up after a very busy day. One, I thought Biden's speech, which I finally watched, was an incoherent hodgepodge. Some of the stuff he proposes looks legally constitutionally dubious. Even though one, uh, even though I think government has extraordinary powers in a pandemic, that's your liberal fascism guy. Um, number three, because he said, oh, uh, yeah, some of the stuff that he proposes looking legally and constitutionally is number two. Number three, that said, a lot of this may be more, quote, legal than people think. But that's partly because a crazy amount of power has been delegated to the bureaucracy. In other words, the outrage may not be that this is illegal, but that it's legal. And I'd like to learn more. Number four, his tone was weird. As with Afghanistan, it's like he can't read the room. So he vacillates from uh, deceptive to mournful to upbeat and hopeful with a little rhetorical connective, uh, connective tissues other than cliches. Number five, I'm more sympathetic to being aggressive on vaccines than some folks on the right these days, but that we are where we are feels partly like an attempt to recover from a bunch of policy fumbles earlier in his administration. Number five, but it feels even more like an attempt to change the subject from Afghanistan, and it's already working, at least on Twitter, which isn't America. The overreach flaws may in fact be features, not bugs, because they will help us gin up controversy. And he skips to number seven. Any, anyway, more thoughts later, but whether you think that Biden's doing uh, what he's doing is sincere, legal, and a noble effort to fight the pandemic or a tyrannical outrage or a cynical media strategy, um, it wouldn't be happening if everyone was vaccinated. Get vaccinated for F's sake. Because again, it has been marketed as though vaccines are the cure. Vaccines are, put it in your arm, suddenly it goes away. Although we found out it didn't. We found out that you get it, and you, it could bind to you and amplify into new variants, new mutations. We found out that it can cause other medical issues. We've also found out that even if you do get the one-two jab, doesn't last that long. And then all of a sudden, you're going to have to go back for a third. And a fourth. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. And we know what Biden's doing with this. He's trying to create a, a war. This is the new race war. This is the new war between the classes. This is the war between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. And even though these aren't actually vaccines, they've scared the piss out of everyone thinking that if they or their children contract the virus, well, they're going to eventually die. So they have radicalized otherwise good people who are worried about their health They've radicalized them into thinking those who don't take it are evil people. And on the other side, institutions like the CDC, the NIH, the uh, AMA, the WHO, they've lied to us so much that there's no trust in experimental unvetting, uh, in, no trust in an experimental unvetted medication. They sold most of the country into believing if they take the one-two jab that they're fully protected, immunized. You know, now they can take the mask off. They can go out in public places. But that changed, and then they changed the definition. Trust in those institutions waned further. 
They were told they can take off their mask, live life normal, and now they're learning it doesn't do that. But they built such a foundation on lies on what is this experimental medication, what it actually does, that everyone believes that if you take it, you're immune. So now they're just going to blanket force the entire nation into taking it. And the communities of color, those who distrust, (laughs) those who do not want government forcing them into making decisions, get pushed into a corner. And they're going to likely push back, and it's not going to be pretty. So my position from here on out with the Biden administration is, come and make me do it, mother effer. (laughs) That's where I'm at with this. You know? And now that the tyrants got the federal green light, the localization of fascism in the form of weaponized medical secession of our states under federalism begins. Los Angeles mandates a COVID-19 vaccine for students 12 and older. That just happened. And we're going to get more of this because this administration not only stole the election, they now just think that they have a mandate to do whatever they want. And they must know something that we don't because this is political suicide. And I don't know what's going to happen on the other side of this. Hopefully, if we get free and fair elections without Smartmatic systems and without Dominion voting systems and without sending poll workers home on the night of counting, without putting cardboard boxes over the windows to see what's going in, maybe we'll have a free and fair election that we can actually rebut this stuff in 2022. But I'm not going to hold my breath on it. And we really need the governors to step up. Governors across the board need to step up. And those that don't need to be recalled, like what's going to happen in California. Back in a moment. This is Adrian Slade. Having governors that will fight back against the federal tyranny is essential, depending upon whether or not you live in a red state or blue state. That's the problem. And in certain states where the majority of the states on the outlier side, such as Virginia, such as California, are basically red, the high-density populated areas, such as your metropolitan areas, are basically blue. And they decide what the makeup politically of that state's going to be. One state in particular who is uh, facing a recall is California. Because Governor Gavin Newsom, Mr. Climate Change himself, Mr. Leftist Radical, he is being recalled because of his handling of the coronavirus, where he was arresting people paddleboarding in the beach, taking individuals, uh, taking skate parks and filling them with sand, taking, uh, you know, shutting down all the vineyards because it's wine country. You know, you got Napa Valley and what have you. You got Russian River. They're shutting down the vineyards, except for Gavin Newsom's. His vineyard can stay open. They're shutting down all the restaurants, making you feel the pinch. Except for Gavin Newsom, he gets to go dine at the French Laundry, a Michelin-starred restaurant, high, high, fine dining restaurant with his buddies, zero masking. They can just hang out because it's lockdown for thee, not for me. And people are tired of this COVID tyranny. So now he's up for a recall on September 14th this Tuesday. And there's a lot of things about it that are really disturbing. There's some good things about it too. First is LA County is tabulating votes with QR codes. Security experts thinks it thinks it's a bad idea. This is from dot.la. After a $300 million and 11 year study, the nation's largest County 
rolled out its first publicly owned voting system earlier this year, promising transparency, accessibility, usability, and security. Los Angeles' new voting system dubbed the, quote, Voting Solutions for All People slogan, or VSAP, has raised concerns on election security experts. Dozens of advocates and groups have warned California's top election official that the election touchscreen system used for in-person vote uh, voting relies on QR codes to tabulate votes. QR codes are vulnerable to hackers and system malfunctions and cannot be easily verified by most voters. U.S. government and outside experts have found a coalition of 36 election security experts and advocacy groups wrote in a letter last month to the Secretary of State Alex Padilla um, or Padilla that they were certified systems or using QR codes for tabulation and urged him to stop relying on QR codes to tally votes, at least by the 2022 primary election. Quote, although voters can easily verify the selections that the voting system prints on the ballot in their own language, they cannot verify the QR codes that are actually used to tally the votes. And who is the system creating these QR codes in this new voting system? Who is it manufactured by? Smartmatic, a voting technology company that has been scrutinized for lies and its ties to the Venezuelan government (laughs) was first used for the presidential primary in March. The voting system was mired with technical problems that led to lengthy wait times and multiple after-incident reviews. L.A. County has since said the issue with its roughly 30,000 voting machine systems has been addressed and the new system was officially certified as long as county officials abide by certain security conditions, Secretary of State Alex Padilla said this month. But even for those who understand how to scan a QR code, trying to verify the accuracy of their vote can be confusing and time-consuming. Smartmatic was the software used by the Dominion voting machines, and Lou Dobbs, back in 2008 on CNN, did an entire piece on Smartmatic. Yeah, an entire piece on how Smartmatic was connected to Venezuela, may have been the reason why Maduro won, may have been the reason why Joe Biden won, may have been the reason why Justin Trudeau and many others, such as Gavin Newsom, have won in the past. (laughs) So the recall efforts, on top of the fact that they're going to let you print your ballots from home, seem to be set up for another stolen victory for Gavin Newsom. Now, what's interesting is one of his... One of his opponents is Larry Elder. He's a black guy. He's a conservative. He was a conservative talk show host for decades. The guy has espoused his beliefs on the radio for years. And he's pushing to lead this recall effort, or at least replacement. He wants to be the replacement for governor. And then once he's in uh, the seat of governorship, then he can run for the reelection within the next year. But what's interesting about it all is people are saying, well, why do you have to worry about the California governorship? Um, It's going to make a big deal coming up here real soon. In fact, one of the reasons is because of the fact that Dianne Feinstein, which we haven't heard from in a while, paging Dr. Feinstein. Oh, she's probably being driven around by her Chinese spy. We haven't heard from her in a little while. And she's up there in age. It could be that if something were to happen, she stepped down, she have a medical issue. She pass away. Whoever is the governor of California is going to appoint the replacement to Senator Feinstein, which in turn will offset the balance of power in the Senate, possibly, if a Republican like Larry Elder is 
sitting in the governorship. So yeah, this governorship, this recall governor uh, issue is a nationwide uh, you know, a concern because it could change the makeup of the Senate. It could change the makeup of whether or not we have COVID tyranny on a state level because not only will Florida push back and Texas push back, maybe California will push back as well. But Larry Elder's leading the race. He is the white black supremacist, or, or he's the black white supremacist. Um, CNN did a whole piece, and we may cover a little bit of it about he is the uh, white supremacist with a tan. They can. It's amazing how far they can go with this. But he was walking. He was going through a couple neighborhoods. Uh, a couple homeless people were nearby, and he was you know out campaigning, and he gets attacked. By a lady in a gorilla mask, a white lady in a gorilla mask, who apparently was homeless, throwing eggs at, at Larry Elder. Now, think about it if, if the shoe was on the other foot. Obama comes in, guy, maybe he was in a rodeo, and he's wearing a gorilla mask. You think this guy wouldn't be accosted and, and canceled from his job, from his life, because they would have said he's racist? But no, the white woman who's on the left, because she's a leftist, wears a gorilla mask and throws eggs at Larry Elder... Eh, we'll never find out who she is, but check out a little bit of this audio of this video clip of him walking and being accosted by a couple homeless people who are obviously very, uh, very staunch Gavin Newsom supporters, which is interesting because that's my theory about the homeless population in, in California is to aid in the representation, you know, uh, counts. So the more homeless people you can just put on public land or put in random spots, the more individuals, more bodies you have on the ground, the more the census calculates these people or they become a, uh, you know, uh, registered voters, the more it sways the left. It's almost the illegal immigration theory. Bring more illegal immigrants in and maybe they'll vote Democrat and Democrats will suddenly gain the majority. But check out this audio clip of Larry Elder getting attacked. So yeah, Larry Elder gets accosted, gets a freaking egg thrown at him by a lady who is wearing a gorilla mask. And it's all because he is the conservative one running in the race. And they have to tar and feather him, no pun intended, in the media because he's not authentically black. 
That's how they treat them. CNN, white supremacy with a tan. Cutting taxes for the rich helps the poor. There is no such thing as a Republican or a Democratic judge. Climate change is a hoax. Some political myths refuse to die despite all the evidence to the contrary. Here's another. When white people are no longer a majority, racism will fade and the U.S. will never be a white country again. This myth was reinforced recently by the U.S. Census 2020 report revealed that people who identify as white alone declined for the first time since the census began in 1790. The majority of Americans under 18 are now people of color and the people who identify as multiracial increased by 276% over the last decade. These census figures seem to validate a common assumption. The U.S. is barreling towards becoming a rainbow nation around 2045 when white people will be projected to be the minority. That year has been depicted as a countdown to the white apocalypse and dreadful news for white supremacists. Two commentators even predicted that the U.S. white majority will soon disappear forever. It's now taken as a given that the browning of America will lead to the erosion of white supremacy. I used to believe those predictions, and now I have a different conclusion don't ever underestimate white supremacy's ability to adapt the assumption. They become the variant. It's the new white supremacy variant. It's turned into brown, the brown supremacy variant. The assumption that more racial diversity equals more racial equality is a dangerous myth. Racial diversity can function as a cloaking device, concealing the most powerful forms of white supremacy while giving the appearance of racial progress. My personal stake in multiracial America, I don't like it. Raising such pessimistic scenarios in part for the personal reasons I have, but I want to believe my country is on the verge of this new brown new world where there will be such a rich gumbo of skin hues, hair textures, and racially ambiguous people that racism will lose its sting. But it gets into the fact that, um, you know, what's going on with Larry Elder running is that because he is supporting measures that are conservative that he's just white supremacy with a tan which is ridiculous but this is what they did with clarence thomas this is what they did with herman cain this is what they did with condoleezza rice you know mia love they can we can go down the list of people who are black who just want small government want to succeed understand that the stakes are now at a position to where they can thrive because the environment has been leveled and the racism that we had in the past has been rooted to a minimal amount and that the job market is opened up to where they can succeed just like white people just like asians just like anyone else but those people because they're moving in to the new paradigm of a racially diverse country and, and embracing the gains that have been made um, they can't race hustle like Al Sharpton and, and Jesse Jackson and maintain the division to a heightened level that Obama reset back in his presidency. So we're going to have to make sure that we call them white supremacy with a tan. It's ridiculous. And we need to recognize where we're at. And I've got to hope. I can't say that I'm really confident about it, but I've got to hope that Larry Elder that at least the recall of Gavin Newsom happens. And then Larry Elder is the one to step into the void to uh, take a, take California into a new era. And maybe at the same time do like Scott Walker and implement conservatism to show that it actually does work just like it did in Wisconsin. And then if Dianne Feinstein steps down or has to be replaced 
we can get a conservative in the Senate that will then change the majority, that will then affect the nation, and we can start moving the ball in a good direction. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning into the program. Check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker. You can also follow me on Twitter at Rants Out Loud, at Adrian Slade. You can also get the Roku channel on your streaming device. Search Adrian Slade Show. Uh, check us out on SoundCloud. If you'd like to be on the show, one nine two nine go go usa is the number. Leave a message. We'll put you on the show. And if you'd like to donate, anchor.fm slash Adrian Slade slash support. We appreciate your donation. God bless. We'll see you next time.